I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three, this two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh, wow. It's almost Halloween. I'm getting scared. This is the show that gives you a positive escape from all the crap around you. It is time to nerd out on the things that better our lives and end our week right. Squid Games. What is all this hype about? Well, we watched the first episode and we will give you our thoughts. We've got our favorite 1970s movies for you and we are giving you our review of New World. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Let's rock it. Oh yeah, rocking it, rocking it. <sighs> Welcome here to The Real Brian Show. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Captain, how are you doing, man? I'm pretty good, dude. I'm in a good mood today. That's uh, good. You know, coming off our first video episode last week, uh, the second one now. And, uh, yeah. you know, I learned a few lessons from that episode. Um, <laughs> I'm still learning. I, I, I learned that my I have really, I have really wide cheeks uh, yeah. on camera. And, and that I, I smile with this really dumb look on my face if I'm just smiling at the screen, like, which is basically what I do when I, at any given show that we have. I'm just yeah. kind of smiling at the screen while we talk like this, you know? You're like, you know? And, and when I see it in video, it's like, oh my gosh, I look kind of ridiculous. So um, I get you. So I'm just not going to smile anymore. Yeah, don't. I'm smiling yeah. on the inside. I learned that I have a very shiny nose, uh, kind of like Rudolph, yeah. except it's not red. Yeah. And uh, apparently I need to apply some, did you say foundation? Is that what you were telling me? I need a makeup artist. Yeah. You need some foundation, Brian. Kevin, I need some. Um, um, sorry. Uh, yeah. Foundation. Yeah, my, my, wrist is, my wrist is doing that thing again. Stop. Yeah. Oh, um, I got the one-handed clap. Can you hear that? That's the one-handed <laughs> clap. So it, it's really, it's hard to do, man, but I can do it with both hands <laughs> oh, too. Man. It's, it's a, it's a uh, talent. Is it like I got a shiny, a shiny cheek this, too? Shiny chic. I don't know, dude. Yeah. It's, it's one of those... Th- you don't think about this stuff when That's you're on audio. I mean, we don't even put any clothes on. We don't shave. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, I'm showered in six months. I mean, it's just one of those things where you get on video and you go, wow, I look like that? That's why... I scared myself. That's why men and women wear makeup on TV. That's exactly yeah. why. Well, and two, so. the lights make you look kind of like a ghost, which is not... <laughs> I mean, that's pretty normal. Oh, I mean, when I did, no, it is funny. Yeah, don't smile. I did, no. <laughs> I did TV uh, it's a couple times actually, and they had to put makeup on me and kind of darken the face a little bit. And I did stage yeah. stuff before too. And and you kind of look weird. You look like you have an excessive tan, but it's to yeah. balance the white light that's coming. I mean, right now I kind of look a little ghosty and uh, I was out in the sun at an air show. So it is what it is. But all these things we're learning, man. I mean, I'm still learning right now what to do. They're like, you need to look at the, the camera more. I'm like, well, I was trying to do more of a, of a bird's eye view and not at the camera. And I'm like, okay, fine. It's, it's hard to look at the camera uh, when I'm pushing I'm buttons everywhere. And yeah, stop smiling. Stop hey, laughing. No, stop hey, having any fun. Okay. No don't fun. Don't listen to people telling you look at the camera all the time. Just don't do it. Yeah. I, I, it, yeah. I got to do what I got to do. Look where you got to do. Exactly. I'm going to yeah. look when I'm talking to you listening, watching. I'm looking at the camera because you are important. You are. I mean, really, otherwise we wouldn't be doing this if you weren't watching or listening. And, but if I'm talking to you, captain, I'm going to be looking down, like looking yes. down on you yeah, from above, yeah. from my, my throne, you know, the minions below me. What, what were you talking yeah. about? 
Oh, um, oh, your uh, goofy smile. This was the other yes. thing that I thought was hilarious. Uh, you didn't have one, by the way. You just looked happy. Not right now. I don't. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> every everyone else that when you said something about that, the comments, I heard a lot of comments back. People saying, "Oh, Captain thought he looked goofy," and they're like, "Actually, it looked happy. He was smiling." Here's I was the happy, other thing. So, yeah. I totally expect now for people who knew me already. You already know what I looked like. I haven't heard anything from anyone else going, dear God, Brian, like, wow. I mean, you are the heinousness above all heinousness of bad looking people out there. You know, I thought you were going to be this hot dude, you know, and you're, you're, wow, you're so ugly. Like, that's what I thought I was going to hear. But instead I heard about you. <laughs> no, they didn't look like I thought he led. That's exactly uh, yeah, no. well, and I totally I, I expected that, and it was so funny. Everyone's like, I can't wait to see Captain Influence, and I say, I guarantee he will not look like you think he will, because that's normal. Never do. No, they, that never happens. Yeah. And and never. all, and that's exactly what everybody said is, wow, he didn't look exactly. He didn't look what I thought. Everybody thought. Well, actually, I would say the majority of people thought you were bald. And then when they saw you, they were oh, like, whoa, there. he's got I'm a lot of hair. I'm half this time, but I do have enough hair. Yeah. You got I'm a thick head of hair, man. There. No, no, it's not thick anymore, dude. I, when I was a kid, when I was in high school, even into college, whenever I got a haircut, the You look like stylus, Tony Danza. Yeah. The stylist always commented on, wow, you have such beautiful thick hair. I'm like, yeah, all right. Can I just but run my fingers through your hit, hair? As soon as I hit my mid-20s, it started to thin out a little bit. So, yeah. All right. Well, here's my Star Wars mug. Whoops wrong way this is a this is a weird mug like i i hold my mug in my right hand and this is my left hand but that is my famous little star wars mug courtesy of rob dog who hasn't been on the show in a long time so that's pretty cool i'm jealous i'm jealous drop dog let's uh let's show off our shirts really quickly for those listening captain you're first i I, know i mean what what are you wearing what (laughs) (laughs) you know when we say like what are you drinking we're gonna be like hey what are you wearing what are you wearing well i'm not wearing any pants I'm wearing a, uh, a Appleseed t-shirt. You guys know oh, Appleseed? Nice. Uh, it's a, a Japanese anime by Shiro, Shiro Masamune, Masamune. Uh, from like the late 80s, early 90s. I used to collect the comic book when I was a kid. Very nice, dude. And uh, yeah, so. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. How about you? Uh, well, you're not going to be able to see very much because of the, the camera <laughs> panning, but I have a, a cool dude. It's an astronaut who is, I'm trying to go back. Anyway, he's, he's on the moon. And he's jumping, see, and he's shooting a basketball. Oh, look. He oh. just shot the hoop, baby. Oh, yeah. That's my uh, kind of cool. That's my nerd sport combo kind of thing. You know, I love bowl. Obviously, I love basketball and I I love my uh, my nerdy stuff. So there you go. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the fun stuff, man. Yeah. yeah, I love space. The final frontier. Yeah. Now, I am drinking a chai right now, but I had to, you know, we always talk about what are we drinking here because it's fun. But I got to tell you about this awesome drink that i made never heard of the golden chai or golden milk <laughs> that sounds nasty no it, it, it's uh <laughs> it's, it's turmeric and chai you ever heard of those yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. okay well anyway so they have them i think they're, they're called either golden milk or you can get a golden chai now your, your mind went to a different place but it's chai spices turmeric ginger cinnamon you know all that good stuff and then i mix it up with some of the oatly oat milk Hey, Oatly, I want a sponsorship. Where are you? Come on. Yeah, come on, Oatly. It It is so good. Good News Network, come on now. Yeah, it is so good. And I'm actually doing this partially because it tastes good and also partially because turmeric, which I know has a lot of anti-inflammatory benefits. And so I'm I'm apparently in this heaping scoop that you put into your whatever. It's got a thousand milligrams of turmeric. 
So I'm going to try drinking that twice a week and kind of see what, what happens and how it goes and, you know, make sure it doesn't affect right. the voice and stuff, you know? And so it has a gram of turmeric in it, right? There you go. There you go. There you go. I just That's go with the, the, the thousand. I, I don't do math, man. <laughs> so, hey, okay, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about squid games because I'm just going to jump right into it because people have been going crazy about this. I mean, I feel like it feels yeah. like, let's just say I'm being, I'm prefacing. It feels like almost everybody that I know. And that's why I'm saying almost because there are some people that are not almost everyone I know has either has or is watching squid games and they are flipping out about it. Oh my gosh. It's the greatest show. Holy crap. You've got to watch this. It's so good. I binged it all the way to the end. And then that's what I'm reading too, is that it has taken the world by storm and blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking it like, has, is this some marketing genius marketing effort? Is it like uh, something no, went viral or is it really that good? So we thought let's at least watch the first episode yeah. and give you our initial thoughts. So captain, it what are your definitely, It definitely went viral for sure. That's my take. This, this show just went viral word of mouth. Everyone's like, have you seen squid games? Oh, well, everyone's seeing squid games. We should watch that. Everyone else is so, doing it. Yeah, everyone else is doing it. So it's it's the it's the very definition of a viral phenomenon. And I, I'm marketing uh, doesn't that doesn't even play into it. Maybe initially, but but really, where this thing has exploded is word of mouth. And you know, first of all, it's very Korean, and I don't yeah. mean that derogatorily at all. It's just the style is very you know foreign to Western television a little bit. Yeah, it uh, is. It's a, it's it's dubbed in English, so it takes a little getting used to. Yep. But the premise is so weird uh, that it just compels me to keep watching. Mm. Um, honestly, I, I, after the first episode, I was more or less hooked. I didn't think it was amazing. It's just it hooked me. Um, a warning to everyone, though, if you haven't seen it, it's extremely violent. A lot of gratuitous gun violence. Yeah. A lot. Uh, and, um, you know, I thought the character development was really good. Uh, it makes me want to keep watching to see what happens to the various individuals involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, what I, what I got from the, I've, I've been two episodes in, by the way, the second episode, the first episode's amazing. Or, I mean, amazing. The second episode <laughs> is, uh, is really slow, but it's kind of important to the development of the story. And it, and it picks up again in the third episode. So, um, which I've watched part of, mm-hmm. um, and I have to ask, what is so darn compelling about gun violence? Oh, what is it? Yeah. And apparently, I mean, apparently our species simply cannot get enough of people shooting each other dead. Uh, and the older I get, the stranger this seems to me. And I'm not preaching. I'm not, I'm not, right, I've gone balance these kids these days. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I, I'm just as, I'm just as compelled by it as a lot of other people. But mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I've stopped to think about it more. Like, what is this? I mean, is that really a healthy sign of a society? No. Uh, no, it's not. I, I mean, that's a given, but. And yet, I was, and yet they just keep throwing it at us and we keep eating it up. So. I, was, I was asking that question after watching this episode and I actually wrote it down and then I deleted it because I thought, nah, I don't know if you're going to want to talk <laughs> that about that. Like and then you brought it up and I'm like, okay, yeah. let's get into this for a second. Yeah. It is something that actually really concerns me because when I watch shows like this and some of the other shows that people are absolutely obsessed with right now that are either... Uh, let's put it this way. They're either incredibly dark, like, like depressing dredges of darkness, you know, like uh, whatever you want to call it, or they're gratuitously violent. And you just kind of got to go, what should we be watching this? First of all, 
And the answer is probably not. I mean, let's be honest. We probably shouldn't be because whatever goes in our brain will affect us one way or the other. Ideally, we have enough self-control to prevent ourselves from going down a path like that, but it's still there, right? Most of us do, yeah. Most but, of us. Well, I wouldn't it, say most, but, what but it really some does do. Is it just it just kind of deadens us to that yeah. sort of phenomenon. Right. I mean, it just makes it so, I mean, it, it, we're thrown, it's thrown at us so much that like when there's a school shooting or if some other mass shooting in the, in the world, I mean, to be perfectly honest, when that happens, my reaction anymore is just like, Oh, another school shooting. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I just not, don't care. There are a lot of people that are freaking out about that, of course. And they should, because of that's course. horrific, you know? Yeah. But yes. at the same time, you got to go, what compels us to love this stuff, to want more of this. And the only thing I can come down to is our lives are too boring. We have no excitement in our lives. We just kind of live that boring day in and day out, punch our clocks at work. You know, you live for the weekend, (laughs) you know, life is dull, man. You want to feel something. I mean, that's the only thing that I can, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I hope I'm wrong too, but it feels like that's the only like of course, no one's going to admit explanation. it. It's the only explanation it's, for people's compulsion to want to watch this stuff because they want to feel something and, and watching yet, something, look, watching a bunch of people getting gunned down, you know, shots in the head and blood exploding and their brains going all over the place, man. That's just, it makes you feel something. Yeah. Well, but, and, but, and to know. be fair, it doesn't make most people feel good. It's not like, it's not like it's, most it's, people it's watching though. those scenes. Yeah. It's still right. an emotion. Most people watching those scenes are not going all right, they're shooting all those people for no good reason. No, that's not what anybody's saying, or at least yeah. not very many people there. It's, it's, it's an, Oh my gosh, did that just happen thing? And that's what hooks us. So, yeah. and that's my personal opinion. The untrained, unlicensed, unschooled psychologist in me is saying that. So clearly I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's the only thing I can come either. up with and maybe I'm wrong and I hope I am. And I hope that doesn't sound derogatory, but, and nothing, by the way, you know, if you love this stuff, I'm not saying anything down on you. It's just, you, you brought up a great question is why are we so like drawn yeah, to this just stuff? asking the question. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah. and same with video games. We talked about this, that you know, you find that 99% of video games these days, it's about killing things or killing someone or killing people. And you just kind of go, why do we like no, this? It's, it's so that's weird. It's been from the very beginning of video games. That's <laughs> since the video games were, were, I mean, not from the very first, video there were game, a lot of video games in the early years that were not about killing. There were a lot. In fact, I think it was probably close to 50, 50 back in the day. And now it's like 95, five of maybe. violent games. Yeah. Maybe it's but, changed. But you're I mean, right. It's still there, but, but like, we, we were talking about earlier was that even, even like kids video games that are really, you know, mm-hmm. hunky dory or whatever, like Pokemon or, or, you know, just, just very you only knock people or, out in Pokemon. Yeah. Or even more <laughs> innocent video games. You're still killing like this cartoon dragon or you're killing yeah. uh, like a cartoon bunny or, you know, it, and it's always about killing. And that's just interesting to me. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating in a negative way, but, Anyway, yeah, I know. And it's it's not like we're not casting judgment because we play games that kill things, too. And we watch movies. I mean, so but but it is it is a good question. Like, why? Why do we why do we like this? And I mean, should we like this? That kind of thing. Yeah. I So my thought on Squid Game was the first episode. I only watched the first episode. It was interesting. I thought it was okay. I was not blown away. Maybe it's because of the hype that was out there. I thought, okay, this has got to be amazing. I have a hard time with dubbed shows and movies as well. Uh, the one that I really liked that I didn't have as much of a problem with was Lupin, which was French dubbed in English as well. 
Okay. I didn't mind it, but it still bothered me a little bit, you know, and it's, it's more of that because their mouths are doing something different than what you're hearing. And sometimes the voiceover English is not great. Yeah. Sometimes it's excellent. And sometimes you're like, wow, you just a, have to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, I, I will say that I felt my mind wandering a little bit during the episode, which I was surprised. And just because I was going okay, get to the point. What, what, what are we doing here? Um. I don't know. I, the, the gratuitous violence for me was not interesting and not something I really like seeing anymore. I mean, there were times where I was like, Ooh, I've never seen this before. Okay, cool. And now I just go, you know, I just, I don't want to see this because it's, it really yeah. does. It darkens you. It, it brings you down. And I, I don't want that in my life. You know, I've yeah, had, now, that's fair. we talk about people that, you know, don't have any emotion. They don't feel anything. You know, they, they live boring mundane lives and stuff like that. My life has not has been the exact opposite. I have not had that boring Monday in life. I've had like the most excitement, not always positive, you know. And so for me, I'm just like, I need something happy, man. I, I just I want. So I'm coming at it from that perspective. I've seen and experienced a lot. It's good to have positivity lifting you up. Not everybody's in my place. So that's why I'm pointing that out. So this didn't draw me in. Um I don't feel compelled to watch the second episode. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really care. <laughs> Actually, if I watch it, That's great. And if I don't, I don't care. So, yeah. but maybe I'm missing something. Like you said, maybe there's something, uh, I don't, maybe I need to watch the second episode and see, but it's one of those, like I could take or leave it. So yeah, that's my thought though. And I know I'm, again, I'm coming at it from a different perspective. I don't think that, and personally, I don't think that you'll be missing out if you don't see the rest of the series, to be honest. And I'll have to, and I ought to be perfectly honest. I have to watch the rest of the series to make that judgment fully but i don't think that for the reasons you just stated i think that you'd be probably better off not watching the rest of it because it is it is yeah. all about gratuitous violence yeah. so which again whatever uh, to, to each his or her own so. right exactly all right well there you go well what i am looking forward to which is a little different it's it, it is you know it's so funny i heard somebody say this is a great horror show and i'm like it is lock and key uh, I mean, I oh, yeah. guess there's some horror <laughs> to me. It's more like a fantasy sci-fi suspense kind of thing, which I love that, you know, um, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see horror in it, but then again, no, it's whatever it's horror in the same way that stranger things is horror. Right. I mean, it's okay, a little yeah, bit, so that's different. It's, yeah. It's yeah. not the Freddy Krueger kind of, you know, horror that that it's genre. Not a slasher movie. Yeah, yeah. I, guess. I guess there's different genres of that as well, but that's right. That's out today. Definitely going to watch. I'm not going to get all, all the, we're not going to watch them all for next week, but we'll, we'll at least give you our impressions on the first episode or two. And then that's Dune, right. Dune, the new Dune movie is out today. Finally. So whether yes. you go to the theater to watch it or whether you watch it at home on streaming, I think it's on max, right? HBO max or something like that. HBO max. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So we're going to watch that. We'll definitely review that next week. Spoilers and all. Oh, so we'll try show. to save that for the, you know, end of the episode. Well, maybe we yeah. won't do, we'll see. But anyway, <laughs> there's a new Batman coming out. There's two thoughts that came to mind. One, this looks awesome. Two, do we really need another Batman? Not this soon. And the answer I mean, is I say this soon, no, but we don't yeah. because the Christian Bale Batmans were so good. Yes. We're, we're fine for a while, you know, give it another 10 yeah. years or so. It's too, it is too soon. It's just, yeah. Give it whatever. another century. I mean, come on, make yeah. something else. Hollywood. The Riddler appears to be the primary antagonist antagonist yep. again. Um, and the other thing I noticed is that Batman has a Mad Max car now, which his was car, a little his car weird. Looks like a Mad Max. Car. Yeah. It was yeah. a little weird to me, but yeah, you know, whatever. 
that's all I got to say. Whatever, man. I, yeah. I'm i going to see it I'm, because it's Batman and because it's DC and it's comics, but it's just like, we just don't need another one. It, it's starting to get cluttered. Like, come up with something else, you know, pick another superhero. I don't know. That's my honestly, theory. I'm not even. I'm not even a little interested in this reboot. I'll watch yeah. it if we're going to review it on the show, but I'm not looking forward to it. Okay. So, well, that's good yeah. to know. And and that's yeah. uh, I, I think that whoever's creating these things needs to take a little bit of a step back because I have heard from multiple people recently, and every one of these people that have that have said it said we're, we're superheroed out. Like we're getting tired of it. And that's I true. I'm not just because the superhero genre is probably still one of my favorites. Sci-fi superhero genre. Those are two of my favorites right now. Although I really want to see more alien based movies, you know, the zombie craze I've been over for, you know, more than 10 years, like enough, stop, stop making zombie movies. And I mean, we're done games. Like just stop, man. It's, it's, you've, you've beaten the the dead zombie. I feel like, I feel like the zombie craze is petering out a little bit. What I'm really looking forward to is the, is the aliens series coming out in 2023. And that's what I mean. Like more alien based stories, you know, back when they, they did a lot of alien movies and TV shows back in the eighties and the nineties and the early two thousands. And then it became all about zombies and it's been about zombies since. And, and post-apocalyptic well (laughs) superheroes kind of came into play when iron man came up it was like oh look it's popular let's just flood the market they need to slow (laughs) down i mean i'm i'm even saying this as someone who loves a genre they need to slow down they're they're killing us they're going to destroy the genre to the point where people don't even like it anymore and, and that's not good so anyway hey we got some feedback here from the wraith that i wanted to play which i thanks a lot man here here you go check it out real brian a Captain Influence. Uh-huh. This is Mark from Ontario, Canada here, aka The Wraith, calling in to congratulate you, not on episode 300, because everyone's going to be congratulating you on that one. And I mean, it is something you should be proud of. But no, I want to congratulate you on episode 301. You see, you. 300 is kind of a destination, a checkpoint, if you will. But episode 301 is a new beginning a new chapter. It starts your journey towards episode 400. And that's what I want to congratulate you on. You know what I just realized? I just realized how much time I've wasted listening to you guys. (laughs) All those hours of my life that I'm never going to get back. All that time spent listening to your nonsensical chitter chatter about what you're drinking that day. Movie and TV reviews, video game talks, basketball. A sport invented up here in Canada, by the way. Oh, and not to mention all man. your music recommendations, yeah. forcing us to, quote unquote, go check out the TRB playlist on Spotify because you can't even play us a clip for us to decide if you're onto something or just have terrible taste in music. It's not my 301 fault. episodes. Huh. <laughs> wow. But you know what? If I'm going to waste any of my precious time listening to an eclectic collection of nonsensical jibber-jabber by a couple of multi-passionate bozos? I can't think of any better two people to spend it with than you two. Wow. Congratulations once again on reaching this milestone of episode 301. Oh yeah, congratulations on finally getting video. I swear, the way you were going, I thought this would never happen. <laughs> so did I. Neither did we. Ray, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. That was, that was one of the nice, I think it was the best feedback I've, I've heard in a long time. (laughs) And 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 really well done too. So yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. I appreciate Uh, that. You're right. You know, I mean, there's really no better truth than what Mark just said right there. That is it. 
thank you though for spent for wasting uh, you know that should be the tagline come waste an hour with us i mean it really is like thank you totally. for wasting your life away with us because that's all it is i mean you know we talked about this you, you clock punch you know you're living for the weekend why wouldn't you waste your hour of or an hour of your week with us why wouldn't you do that this is the best part of your week that's a good point. That'll Seriously. make Friday go a little faster. Honestly. Would, yeah. Because yeah. when you listen to two people chat about stuff, an hour goes by and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. So and you're like, well, I'm not interested point. in that and be like, well, who cares? Wait for yeah. the next. It, it's kind of like Colorado. You know, you don't like the weather. Wait two minutes. It'll be, it'll be different. Just wait. <laughs> Give us two minutes. We'll mark, We'll move on to the next topic. You know, anyway, Wraith, that meant that a great. lot. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Speaking of random, you know, like squirrel, uh, I went to an air show, oh, which was yeah. so my, my parents. So basically what was a, a beautiful thing is that Sarah, Miss Light had the opportunity to get uh, a couple of dress rehearsal tickets to the air show, which was taking place last weekend. But the dress rehearsal was on Friday. We got a chance to go, which was man, such a beautiful thing. My parents went, you know, we, my parents and I used to go to air shows when I was young and stuff. It was so much fun. So yeah, I mean, the Blue Angels were flying. They were doing an F-35 demonstration, an A-10, you know, A-10 demonstration, stunt pilots, F-16. Actually, the F-16 flyover was was just on the Friday for the air sh- or for the actual dress rehearsal. He did not perform for the air show. So that was cool. We got to yeah, see that. It. And yeah, and then I went over and took some pictures with it and talked to one of the guys over there. He, he took off, he took off the, uh, the engine cover and he's like, here, take a picture of the engine. I'm like, sweet. He's like, if I did that with the F-35 right now, they'd kill us both. <laughs> okay, well, glad we're not doing that because um, why? Why is a photo of the of like the turbine or whatever still classified it, for the F thirty five? I don't get that because it's proprietary technology. You're, he's not taking the access panel off the engine and letting you. Apparently, take a if you of were to that. stick your head up the rear exhaust, you would um, uh-huh. you would see things that you're not supposed to see, and then you could sell that you know to other countries, and they would develop the technology as well. So, anyway, we both would have been shot that day, Friday. I wouldn't be talking to you right now if we had done that, but we didn't. We just did the F sixteen panel, so we're good. I I assure you that has already been done. Uh, but someone pe- has stuck their head up the exhaust and sold it, it to another company. I'm, I'm sure. Company, I'm sure they've com- tried, country, but they I'm sure it, yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. But it's one of those. Uh, <laughs> what is kind of cool though is that when he took that off and I'm there, I'm like, you can still kind of feel the heat from the engine a little bit. That was really nice, and it, it was it was a cool experience. But man, what I a think- show! So 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 good. There were only about three four hundred of us somewhere in there at the entire airfield, you know. And then of course the actual air show day, there were somewhere around 15,000 people per day. Which is a, wow. first of all, that's a lot of people. Second of all, awesome. Like this Especially is great. In this day and age. Yes. You know, and yeah. you know, this is Colorado, but the blue angels performed and they did such a great job, you know, and the F 35 okay. demonstration was amazing. Oh, did they, did they perform to Van Halen? Uh, what's that song? What's don't the blue angels have a, have a theme have a song, Van Van Halen Halen. song. It's a, isn't it, is it dreams? Yes. The, the one where it's like, so, so let's go higher and higher or whatever yes. it is. Yeah. That song that they did that. And what's amazing to me, I'm glad you brought up the music. Cause I totally forgot it's coordinated. So when, you know, Sammy Hagar starts singing his, you know, so let's go higher. I, what, I don't know what the words are the higher, higher part. They literally start climbing at the same exact time. Oh, How oh, they nice. time that. I don't know. That's amazing. And all of their music was coordinated to what they were doing beautifully. It was amazing. I, I mean, so cool, dude. And, and then they've That's got neat. this rider. So one of the Blue Angels planes, it's the number seven plane, has two two seats in the cockpit. All the rest of them are one-seaters. They always take up somebody. 
And usually it's a media person, but whoever was in this, they did the, and usually the person that goes up, they do, you know, some very basic maneuvers and not that much. It's like the rest (laughs) of them perform. And this is, you know, the other guys, you know, we'll turn here, maybe we'll climb and descend a little bit, but whoever was riding in this one did the entire show as is. Wow. And so I'm thinking either this guy had like filled a vomit bag and or passed out because of the G's he pulled or she um, or was trained and has dealt with G training. I I don't know. That's my guess. Honestly, I I, seriously (laughs) was crazy. I mean, I would love to and no way. No I mean, way no in way. hell. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I would never go up in a plane like that. I just don't have uh, the I don't have the chops for it. I just don't. Yeah, so. well, it was so cool though. But good times, man. We we had earplugs. I have negative twenty five decibel earplugs that I had in, and I still also had to cover my ears because it was wow. that loud. And a lot of people had Isn't no ear protection. And I'm like, you'll be deaf. Great time, great show. Let's do an origin. Yeah. Captain's origin Let's, time. Let's do it. Yeah. So so continuing our Halloween themed origin. This week's origin is the jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, yes. Now, I got the, I got the origin, a combination of, uh, from the history, history.com and Wikipedia. So pumpkins with ghoulish faces and illuminated by candles are a sure sign of the Halloween season, of course. Uh, the practice of decorating jack-o'-lanterns originated in Ireland. I didn't know that. Where large turnips and potatoes served as early canvases. In fact, the name jack-o'-lantern comes from an Irish folktale about a man named Stingy Jack. Irish immigrants uh, brought the tradition to America, home of the pumpkin, and it became an integral part of Halloween festivities. Interesting. People have been making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween since the early 19th century, so the early 1800s. The practice originated from an Irish myth about a blacksmith named Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin so that that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back to his original form. Jack eventually conditioned that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross in the tree's bark while the devil was on the tree mm-hmm. so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years. Soon after Jack, soon after that Jack died as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil upset by the tricks Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul would not allow Jack into hell. So he sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip, uh, and has been roaming the earth with it ever since. <laughs> the Irish the Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure, uh, by the way, responsible for the reported phenomenon of strange lights flickering over peat bogs, oh. uh, which is a very English thing uh, or a British thing. Uh, also called will-o'-the-wisps, as some of you may have heard. Uh, they, used to, they started referring to these as Jack of the Lantern and mm. then simply Jack-o'-lantern. So in Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes and placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. Interesting. In England, yeah, in England, large beets were used. Um, Immigrants from these countries brought brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them uh, when they came to the United States. And then uh, they soon found that pumpkins, which was a fruit native to America, make perfect jack-o'-lanterns. And they do. Mm. Um, 
So incidentally, uh, a record was set on October 21st, 2006, when 30,128 jack-o'-lanterns were simultaneously lit on Boston Common in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. That's cool. So that, that's the record for the most jack-o'-lanterns in one place. Oh man, that's so really cool. Thanks for the origin. <laughs> I, I like yeah, that was that. a good one. Yeah, that yeah. is a good one. Actually, it's a really good one. All right, there you go. You know, uh, I, I like these October themed ones and we've got more coming and you know, what is today? That's the 22nd already. So I guess we have one more before Halloween and then it's going to be sci-fi November already before we know it. Holy cow. Time That's flies, right. dude. That does every year more. Let's talk about our movies. So we're down to the last two weeks of our, our favorite movies from each decade. We're hitting the seventies this week. Next week will be sixties and earlier. And so I need to start off just by saying this, and and you might be in the same boat as me, Captain, is that there are a lot of movies that I've been told, you know, some consider to be absolutely fantastic movies and I've never seen them. Of course. Ironically, and and it's, it's because one, you know, either I wasn't born yet or I was too young to watch it and then I just never got around to it, that kind of thing. So movies like Jaws, the Bruce Lee movies, Halloween, which I really don't actually care about seeing, Rocky, some of those, you know, and I intend to watch them. They just, haven't they, you know, I've had other priorities, I guess. Uh, so those are movies I intend to watch, but then there are movies that I saw from the seventies that I don't remember very much. So movies like the yeah. sting, which I remember being good, I think, but it's been so long close encounters of the third kind, kind of, you know, same kind of thing. I watched it once. I remember loving it, but going, I can't remember it. So I need uh. to rewatch movies like that. So some of those absolute classics like that didn't make my list because of that. And I know you're in the same boat, but would you like to go first with your movies? we just don't have as many life experiences with seventies movies. So our lists are going to be a lot shorter. Um, so in, in, in this case, I'm going to go actually in reverse order, like Brian usually does starting at number one and going down to, uh, I only have, um, let's see five. Yeah. Five tops and then, uh, like eight honorable mentions. So a nice lot list. shorter than usual. Yeah. yeah. So my number one film of the 1970s was let's face it. Star Wars episode. Oh, four. Yeah. Yeah. A new hope. I like so many future nerds all over the world was completely dazzled by star Wars when I first saw it in the early eighties. Uh, this was just before I saw close encounters in ET and was just after flash Gordon. So I had a lot of good sci-fi, um, thrown at me when I was very young. Uh, I can remember how completely obsessed I was and my friends were with star Wars and the first three films were such a huge influence on my life. This childhood obsession with the original three movies and their feel and atmosphere is why I've always been so critical of the newer additions to the franchise. I can't help it. Um, so there's there's my number one. Number two, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, this was going to be my number one only because it's such an amazingly good movie for the 1970s. I still have a hard time believing that Spielberg made this movie mm. in the late 70s. It looks It looks like a 19... 19- late eighties, early nineties movie. Mm. It's just really ahead of its time. I first saw this when I was about six years old in 1982, right around the time ET came out and blew everyone away. So it was my second consecutive experience with Steven Spielberg's work. And those two films really cemented a gold standard for movie directors into my young mind. Uh, Spielberg was the man when I was little. Um, On some level, I compared almost every subsequent film I saw to Spielberg's work from then on, really for the rest of my life. Um, I found out many years later that Close Encounters had been released in theaters in 1977 when I was only one years old. And like I said, I thought it came out in the early 80s. So uh, I still can't believe 
how way ahead of its time this film was. I just watched it again a couple months ago and it still holds up completely. Nice. Uh, even in the realm of special effects, there was zero CGI back then and you would never know it watching this movie. In fact, the lack of CGI and the creative techniques they use to make the UFOs in Close Encounters almost makes them look more authentic I agree. than CGI UFOs would. So it's just the way they did it. Uh, and you know, the way, especially the way they manipulated light in the movie was yeah. just fantastic. I don't think they could or ever should remake this film. They just don't need to. I agree. And I still um, make, uh, well, I haven't done it in a long time, but I used to make mashed potatoes into the, you know, the, <laughs> the, the devil's, devil's tower. tower. Yeah, I used to do that all the yeah. time. It's fun. Yeah. So there you go. Well, and Brian, if I have, if there's one seventies, one movie, in the rest of your life that I encourage you strongly to see again, it's close encounters of the third. Time. I will. And I, I have it yeah. ready to watch again. And so no worries. I, I absolutely will be doing that. So I just, Good. it's been so long, but there you go. Yeah. You know, what's fun about this, by the way, is going back through and, and going, okay, here are the movies that I have. And then you, you look it up on Google and say, what are the top movies from the seventies? And then you go, oh my gosh, I, I, I forgot about that movie or I didn't know that movies within the seventies or I didn't even know about that movie and now I need to go watch it. Yeah. So it's an education for us. And I hope you're taking away movies that you can watch now too and look back and go, Oh, these are great. Indeed. I love it. Uh, number three alien. Yeah. All right. Just, oh, yeah. just to beat a dead horse or in this case, a xenomorph. <laughs> I love the alien franchise and it all started with this 1979 hit by then unknown director, Ridley Scott. It was like he was, it wasn't his first movie, but it was his first big movie for sure. Uh, the xenomorph creature dreamed up by psychedelic artist H.R. Giger was the subject of nightmares for me. And I was forever <laughs> scarred by seeing this at a far too young age. Um, after school, when I was six or seven, uh, six and seven years old, I was babysitted by a woman who had three rather rough around the edges sons. And they had the biggest VHS collection hmm. I've ever seen in my life all recorded from HBO or similar TV networks. I've never seen to this day. And of course you don't see them anymore, but even up until DVDs came out, I'd never seen a VHS collection as big as this one. Um, it was here that I was first exposed to movies like alien, yeah. the thing star Wars for the first time. Um, yeah, stop it. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm extremely stoked. To, it doesn't work on me anymore. I'm extremely stoked to, scare to see <laughs> long time ago, the yeah. new aliens series. Yes. It's supposed to come out in 2023, yeah. which we will be reviewing around episode 400, I believe. So number four is actually Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, that's a good so one. So I was obsessed with this movie in high school uh, and we would have parties where we just watched this and everyone would recite all the best lines, kind of like a toned down Rocky Horror viewing without the props and rituals. Um, so really nothing like Rocky Horror, I guess, but still a hell of fun and I can still recite half the movie from heart. So nice uh, money pipe on Holy Grail. Number five, my last number one, my last top movie of the seventies was Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Oh yeah. Uh, another film I saw at my babysitter's house around six or seven years old. And it had a lasting impression. See, by the way, I saw all these movies in, when, in the eighties mm -hmm. um, because I was, you know, four when 1980 hit. So I was too young to even watch movies before that. But, um, it had a lasting impression on me that what kid from my generation and the one right before mine doesn't recall this movie with nostalgia. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean the candy store at the beginning always had your eyes oh, popping gosh. out, right? Oh, so yeah. Dumb. So 
I, I've heard recently a funny take on Grandpa Joe's character and how he was basically a layabout invalid living on his daughter's hard-earned dime, <laughs> hard-earned dime and how as soon as Charlie gets this golden ticket, he's suddenly able to leap out of bed and get around just fine. Oh, yeah. What a jerk, right? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Idiot. it's funny. It's funny how that sort of perspective would never occur uh, to your average kid in the 70s and yeah. 80s, of course. Uh, but it, it kind of starts to ruin the film if you think about it. So you don't. So sorry to everyone. I just ruined the film for I, his, his mom was going to go, you know, Charlie is like, Hey mom, you want to go? No, I'm going, I can walk now. Wait, what? Yeah. It's like, it's like he could have been earning a living to help the family. And she's working like three jobs to make ends meet. And he's just laying in bed all day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just funny how I never thought it never would have occurred to me back then. I think and it kind of did to me. It was one of those, like, this is odd. And then, you know, you kind of go, why, why is it like this? But then you just kind of move on. Yeah, I, I just accepted it, to be honest, uh, yeah. until just just within the last few months, I heard that take and I thought it was really funny. So my honorable mention list, just really quick this time, Jaws, Apocalypse Now, Blazing Saddles, yeah. Rocky, The Exorcist, Superman, one with Christopher Reeves, Star Trek, The Motion Picture and The Poseidon Adventure. Oh, yeah. Poseidon Adventure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Very nice, dude. Good movie list, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You look back at some of these and you go, oh man, some of these were excellent movies. And as I was looking through some of the lists, I went, I haven't heard of probably 80% of these movies from the seventies and there's or, or more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not even that, oh, well, I'm just out of touch. It's more of that. These movies didn't last, you know, they're not still talked about, but then you've got movies right. like you mentioned that are still talked about and still classics. Very interesting. All right. Well, here's my list. So I went through. Well, I've got my top seven, no top eight here. And then I've got a few honorable mentions as well. But my first one, yes, it's Star Wars episode four. Absolutely. I started watching Star Wars as a young kid. You know, I'd watch it over and over. And here's the funny part. So if you remember in the garbage shoot scene, you know, where the, it starts moving in on them and it's got all the sounds in the background. It sounded exactly like the garbage trucks that would come by our neighborhood. And so every time Uh I would watch this scene, I would hear that and go, well, are, are, are the trucks here? You know, it was so funny. Um, and then, you know, obviously, obviously Star Wars just had a massive impact on, on my nerddom in general. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not the only one here. There have been many times imagining being a Jedi flying starships across the galaxy, et cetera, et cetera. And now you oh, look well. at all the TV shows and movies and everything else, games and everything that, that have come out to continue on throughout our lives. It's interesting because, you know, when the first four five and six came out, you didn't think there was going to be another star Wars movie. And then episode <laughs> one, two and three came out and you thought, cool. All right, well that's it, you know, and then all the TV shows and then it was seven, eight, nine. And that's just more and more and more video games. And you just go, wow, I guess we're going to have star Wars for the rest of our natural lives, which is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. I also, which I thought was really cool. Had the privilege of meeting Billy D Billy D oh. Williams, you know, land. He was a really nice guy, but Lando Calrissian, ladies and gentlemen. Now, whenever I see a pretty woman, I'm like, hold up. I'm Lando Calrissian. I blew up the second Death Star. Everybody talk about Han Solo. Forget Han Solo, man. Let me tell you something about Han Solo. That ship was mine. Yeah. He won it off me in a card game. Dang <laughs> right, baby. Dang right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, so. <laughs> That's nice. I loved, by the way, the Foley sound effects from that movie. As you know, I'm a huge sound effects nerd. And so I just sharing a couple of them really quickly. The Death Star was actually taken from a Mr. Coffee, which my parents had. And every time you would make coffee from it, it would go that. It was so cool. Wait a minute. 
Yeah, and so they took really? that and they enhanced it and they did some other stuff. It was so awesome. The tractor beam scene in the Death Star was a Mr. Coffee. Well, it was when they would, you know, pull down the lever getting ready yeah. to fire their super oh, laser. Oh, okay, I thought the boo thing you just No, no, no. So it'd be like, you know, okay. you may fire when ready and it'd be like doot 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 and it'd be like, you know, yeah. boo. It was so awesome, dude. That, that I mean, that Mr. Coffee, coffee was awesome. Wow. Yeah. My Mr. Coffee on my counter right now does not make any no, noise. No, that at was all. Uh, that was an oldie. I mean, they don't make that. No you fair. know, R2D2, you look at some of these. Um it, it, this was cool. It was a, it was a 50/50 mix of synthesizer generated sounds and then a voice an actual person's voice making those kind of inflections. Vader's really? breathing was created by placing a microphone inside of a regulator on scuba breathing apparatus and then, you know, doing right. it different ways. Lightsaber hum was from an old motor on a projector from their de- the cinema department they were in. Chewie's voice, I mean, this one, there was a lot about, but it was sounds collected from bears, <laughs> badgers, walruses, and then it was just, you know, mixed up and everything, which which makes a lot of sense. I mean, what's, what's just funny because now you have people who can just imitate the voice just fine without any of that stuff. Yeah, and they so talk about funny. that too, which is actually really cool. But there were so many neat things like the Tauntauns was, was from uh, an Asian sea hunter. <laughs> I mean, general, I mean, I think a lot of people know about general Grievous's cough was actually George Lucas when he had bronchitis. And then they took it. That. Oh, see that. I mean, it's just like these little random Jawa ease was the real language of Zulu and he had people speak Zulu and then he sped them up and raised the pitch. And oh Jawas. my gosh. It's that just all these, so creative. It's wow. so neat. There's so many here, by the way, if you look them up at everything they're they're so fascinating. I remember the, the laser, you know, the, the, I can't do it, but the, the actual laser shot was yeah. they were for whatever reason, he was on a hike. This, this, this sound guy, by the way, genius. I want to talk to this guy someday. Oh man. He passed underneath the, the guide wires of a radio tower, bumped into it and it made that twanging sound. And so he took a hammer and would hit that twang and be like, or whatever it is. I can't do it. But that's the laser sound that you get from like the name of a blaster, like, like the, the sound of a blaster. Yeah. Like of, a, a, of a stormtrooper, a stormtrooper blaster that you, the traditional okay. blaster sound that you hear is, is from hitting wow. a guide wire on a radio tower. So That's there's so many cool things and you look back on that and that goes back to what you were saying about the special effects versus just old models. Back in the day, they created these sounds with real life app, you know, things that we have around us. And then they would turn it into something. And to me, that is so much more unique and beautiful rather than trying to create digital synthesized sound effects these days. Yeah. So man, just the, the creativity and stuff that went into movies like that back in the day are, they blow my mind. They really blow my mind. So anyway, that's my number one, of course, easily my favorite movies of the seventies. Definitely American graffiti. Definitely my number two. I've talked about this before on the show about my love for the fifties and sixties, as far as music and fascination with that time period. We watched this movie a lot in college and beyond, of course, and it became a cult classic still is. So had to be my number two. Now three for me is also alien, which I thought was great. Now to me, this and aliens are the best in the franchise by a mile. I mean, they really are. Yeah. They, they started no it all. This movie was so masterful in its concept. It was revolutionary too, as far as the, the quality alien movies that were made after this, you know, people kind of took this. It's like the matrix, you know what well, we got to, we got to raise the standards been raised. Let's, let's follow that. The idea behind right. the Xenomorph is awesome. It's brilliant. It's haunting. And even though it was made in 1979, I went back and rewatched this just recently. You still ironically, even with those crazy computers, you know, you know, you still feel like you're in the future and I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah. Mother, mother shut up. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Yeah, that even because it was really old school technology that they had in these spaceships, and uh, yeah. and it just works. It, it really works was. for that movie. Yeah. So of course, my number four is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This is just a magical movie. I mean, you already talked about it. it it's so amazing. I remember watching it and imagining that I would be Charlie as well, except not Charlie. I'd be me. I'd be Brian winning the prize of the chocolate factory, man. Come on. Fly that little elevator. The central man, <laughs> the central garden slash park, you know, that was in the near beginning of the episode when they're all eating all the various things. I mean, it still makes yeah. my mouth water and you're like, oh, I want to try that. Oh my gosh. When that, when that kid fell into the chocolate and yeah. got sucked up that tube, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was like, Augustus, I don't want I'd never, come back. Yeah. Oh, there's no helping him now. Yeah, he's screwed. I love like, how would it be like to drown in chocolate? Honestly, oh, yeah. I love how like all the kids just go off and he's just like, whatever. Oh, well, Gene Wilder, by the yeah. way, just amazing. He's so phenomenal. I love the music in it. You know, there are, by the way, I just want to say this. There are a lot of incredible life lessons and mentorship in this movie. And I want to say, especially during the tunnel scene as well. Whoever heard of a snozberry? Yeah, well, that's also my thought too, is I love snozberries. So she's an idiot because I love them and they're real. All right. Superman is number five. Of course, it's Superman, the original Superman. I think this was the first time that I really saw a superhero movie brought to the screen in a way that was the way that I would imagine it, not cheesy and, you know, things on string or whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. Christopher Reeves is Superman, the best Superman. No one's come close to him. Everything about this movie embodies a true superhero. The music is awesome. It means John Williams. The story is amazing. And yes, I dressed up like Superman as a kid because I am Superman. Number six hey, is I, I had the Superman underoos too, dude. Go ahead. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm Superman, so you can't be too. Okay. That, well, no, I, you can, we could both be Superman. <laughs> yes. Star Trek six. The motion picture is my number six. I did. I say Star Trek six because I'm looking at number six. Number six yeah, is Star no. Trek one. The motion yeah. picture. This, by the way, Star Trek six. I liked a lot more, but so it's not the motion picture is definitely not my favorite Star Trek movie, but it was the first time, of course, as we know, the show was brought to the big street, big screen. And the first time that they really had the budget to, I think, realize Gene Roddenberry's full imagination of the show, which was awesome. It's the first yeah. time we hear the famous Klingon theme that Jerry Goldsmith wrote. Same also with the next generation theme. That was the theme for this movie. And even though it's not the best movie in the world, Peter, I still love this movie and <laughs> I love all the, I just, I love all the original Star Trek movies. It's so cool. Number it really wasn't that bad of a movie, honestly. Well, you know, when they take like 45 minutes to fly through V'ger and then it's like shows Captain Kirk and he's like, and then it goes back to flying through V'ger and then it shows <laughs> Spock and he's like, and then it goes back to, you know, flying through more of V'ger and then it shows, yeah. you know, Leonard McCoy and they're all just, look, they're all just looking That's out funny. the screen and nothing's happening for about 40 minutes. It is anyway, it's still a great movie though. Escape <laughs> from Alcatraz comes in at my number seven. I had the privilege of being a resident of Alcatraz back in the thirties. All right. I, I mean, I had the privilege of visiting, I'm sorry, a few times. And the first time I went, I was a kid and they let us see, let's just say this. They let us see a lot more than they do now. You know, the Island has deteriorated quite a bit. And so, you know, the, as time goes on more and more continues to be off limits. But the oh, first okay. time I went, they let you go in and out of the cells quite a bit. And I get to go into the cell of um, Frank Morris and John and Clarence Anglin, which was the, famous great escape basic not, not the first great escape but the the last one that was in the 60s i think it was 1962 and it was right before the island closed the penitentiary closed because oh. they were saying okay you know what things are deteriorating we we just can't and it's too expensive to run we can do cheaper you know out out in atlanta or whatever so they did that um 
I think San Quentin became like the next maximum security print prison out in, in California. But anyway, right. that escape really fascinated me because I read the whole history about that and how they made paper mache heads and how they, they dug holes, you know, with like spoons and files and little things like that, you know, and they, they climbed through their grates and stuff like that. I mean, for whatever reason that fascinated me because I know, you know, I visited San Francisco a lot. I had family that lived there. The Bay is cold. It is. I mean, it's really, really cold water. People have tried to swim that and have frozen to death. Now, granted, they have these, whatever you call them. uh, What do you call them? A thons, swim a thons, (laughs) aqua Uh, thons. They have all the ones. Yes. Aqua thons. Yeah. Well, they have the ones where, you know, people are running and swimming and biking and all that triathlons and stuff. (laughs) So they have people that will swim across the bay and they do it now in a safe manner, but you know, they're wearing probably specialized equipment, you know, so they don't freeze to death and stuff like that. But back then, you know, if you're trying to escape in the sixties from Alcatraz or, or even before that, you know, and thirties to sixties was, was when it was open, you know, when it's cold in the winter, you're probably going to die. You're probably not going to make it. You're going to freeze to death. So it was fascinating. And of course, you know, the story behind this is that the guys were never found. The bodies were never found. They probably escaped. Who knows? Um, who knows? But or they were eaten by sharks and they never found the bodies. I mean, yeah, or the the sea lions that have taken over, you know, Pier Thirty Nine or whatever it is. But anyway, it's so fascinating. And so the tours that I would take at at Alcatraz were just absolutely haunting. You know, they were fascinating. It was so amazing, so much history. You know. So then when I saw this movie Escape from Alcatraz, I was just like, wow, this is so good. I really love it. It still holds up, by the way. It is fairly close to the true story. They took liberties as every movie does but it's a great movie. Number eight. This is a funny one. Okay. You know, the airport movies. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Arthur Haley wrote the books. The airport I know about books. the airplane movies. Okay. So airplane was a, it was a mockery of airport and then another movie actually that was oh, nobody okay. knows about. So the movies are interesting, but the Concord airport 79 is the fourth in that series. And it is, it's bad. I mean, there's just, there's nothing good about this movie. Really. If you were to go watch it right now, you'd be like, Brian, this is a bad movie. It's, it's almost like a schlock kind of suspense movie. It's that bad. But for whatever reason, I loved this movie, especially when I was younger, (laughs) but I, I mean, I was fascinated by the Concord dude. I mean, I always wanted to fly on one and unfortunately I was never able to. My granddad did. However, he was invited to fly and he said that when they got up to the, the full altitude, which I think was around 80,000 feet, I want to say he could literally see the curvature of the earth. I mean, that's incredible. Huh. That's amazing. He's like, you know, you'd look out and it would be just curved. It was so, anyway, I, I don't know that that just blew weird. my mind. So do you remember I mean, that? Not that the earth's curved, but weird. I didn't know they went that high. Uh, I know they went they fast, could, yeah. but I didn't know they went that. I thought they went yeah. like 30, 40,000, like usual, you know, no, no, and because I also they know could. that they're, they're not very big too. that. Like mm-hmm. the inside is not very wide, right? No, it's a small like plane four across something like that. I think so. I think it was four across and the windows of course were smaller and thicker because of mm-hmm. being going up so high and everything. And you're going over Mach and 2. They, and it had cool. the nose that went down yeah. and it had the little shield that came up over the windows so that if you hit something, it didn't oh. penetrate, you know, kind of thing. It was cool. Oh, okay. Well, you remember last week when I talked about that cockpit that I made in my bedroom? Yeah. We were talking about Top Gun and stuff. So at one point that cockpit became my Concord cockpit. And of course I flew all oh, okay. over the world, you know, but anyway, it's just, it's, it's a ridiculous movie. It's so bad. It's worth watching. It's totally worth watching. Honorable mentions. I'll go through these quickly though. Uh, Monty Python on the Holy grail Pete's dragon. I love that movie, man. The original close yeah, encounters of the third kind. I put in there because again, I remember it being fantastic. I just don't remember it very well. Tora, 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 such a good movie. Grease. Ooh, good one. Poseidon adventure. Charlotte's web. Oh man. I mean, I grew up with that movie. 
Uh, speaking of animated Robin, the Disney Robin Hood, by the way, I also grew up with. And then Airport, which was that first of that series, which I loved. And then the Kentucky Fried movie, which I mentioned last year or last week, last year, last week was the the Zucker brothers that made Airplane Naked Gun. This was their first movie and it's unrated. And so there are some absolutely <laughs> hilarious parts and there's some absolutely highly inappropriate parts that you just can't show anymore. And so it is what it is now. Yeah. I'll mention really, really quickly too, um, from the Huntress, the Muppet movie, Superman in Greece, Smokey and the Bandit, Close Encounters, Rocky, Escape to Witch Mountain, which I remember, that was a good one too. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Jaws, the Robin Hood I just mentioned, and of course, Willy Wonka as well. So thank you. Appreciate that. And yeah, good thanks. times. Thanks for the feedback. All right. Well, we are, man, what, I mean, what fun we've had today. There's a lot more we'd love to talk about, but really, really quickly, I just want to give a review we mentioned this a few weeks ago. Amazon put out a new video game. Well, actually, they've, they've done this before, but this was their first successful hit video game. It's an, you know, it's an MMO. And we talked about it, I think, three weeks ago saying we really want this and we'll we'll see what it does. Interestingly enough, it was a cheaper price for a new game and it was a one-time charge versus the monthly right. charge that, you know, games like World of Warcraft and others still do. So let's, you know, we tried it out and we've been playing it now for the last couple of weeks, you know, on and off for game nights and stuff like that. But what are your thoughts on it first? You know, it's, it's not what I think they advertised it to be as in like this breakthrough MMO that, that was finally a break in the paradigm of MMOs, you know, Mm -hmm. like a, you talk to a guy and he says, go kill this many of this thing or go collect this many of that thing. I mean, that's just been the, the that's been the formula of all MMOs really since MMOs started, yeah. um, especially with World of Warcraft uh, and beyond. Uh, and this, you know, this game, you know, marketed itself to be something, you know, very unique, different. It really isn't. Uh, I mean, it's not really different. I, I will. I mean, it does have its its pluses. I mean, it has a really good sound effects. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. graphics are beautiful. The atmosphere is beautiful. Um, but and, and there's something really addictive about it, especially in, if you're playing it for a short term. Uh, you know, like you just want to keep going out and mining more ore, or you know, chopping more trees down. Or I mean, and, and those of you listening, going, why is that fun? Mining ore and chopping. I don't know. I don't know why it's fun. It just is. Um, but well, if you have a stressful still, day, you know, and you want to come yeah. back and do something that just doesn't require a lot of brain power or thought, and you just want something relaxing, maybe while you're watching a movie or listening to a podcast or you know, listening or watching yeah. this show. You know what I mean? That's fine. I mean, you're right. It's a, it is kind of a mesmerizing and, and soothing kind of activity at times, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think we're having fun with our game night group yeah. with it. Um, I guess I, I mean, given that it's a $40, you know, it's a one-time $40 purchase and then you have it forever. Uh, I think it's worth it. At least so far I've gotten my $40 worth for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still waiting for that paradigm shift in MMOs where it's just, it's not there yet. So yeah, we really are. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that I thought about this game is that really there's nothing unique about it, which just saddens me because, you know, everybody keeps talking. They, they hype this new game and this new MMO and, oh my gosh, it's got to be the best thing ever. <laughs> We're all crying, you know. We're like, oh, I'm going to wait in line for 40 years. And you get it and you go, um, okay, yep, same formula as everyone else. You know, they just copy paste put a different skin on it. And you're right. It is a beautiful game. It is a gorgeous game. The, the sound effects really are absolutely phenomenal. I I mean, I would, I would be curious to know how they did that. The graphics are beautiful. 
the the style of movement fighting and all that stuff is actually really really cool too you know you're right the crafting the mining the the gathering it is weirdly amazing and fun to do but the story is lacking once yeah. again you know yeah. another huge missed opportunity the game as of right now the game's going nowhere you know i mean I'm, i still don't really understand what the purpose is and i just kind of go guys you you need something new like and for those of you who are like, oh, I'm not a gamer. It doesn't think about this. Think about watching movies that were the same cookie cutter things over and over and over and never really had any story. And you just kind of, you know, you get through, I don't know, three quarters of this epic movie that has been, you know, promoted forever. And you're like, what's going on? What's the story? You know, I, I, <laughs> yeah, imagine that case, all the it, time. This just, game has an unusually low level of story, actually. So yeah, yeah. I, I read a review on Forbes actually where a guy was saying MMOs are notorious for not having a whole lot of story to begin with, and they're notorious for being a lot of grindy kind of go do this, you know, collect this, kill that, etc. I, I agree with the second part of that statement, but go ahead. Well, I mean, Guild Wars Two has a great story, amazing story. Star Wars: The Old Republic has a phenomenal story. World yeah. of Warcraft has great story in lore, parts, but, but yeah. it has lore that if you read and you know, you pay attention to all the quests, you kind of go, Oh, that ties. I didn't, I never paid attention to this before. That's really cool. And then yeah. you got other times where I'm like, there's just nothing here. There's just no content. Right. And then you've got other expansions that come out. Like to me, wrath of the Lich King of, of world of Warcraft had some of the best story in the entire game. I mean, burning crusade sure. did too, but, and then it just kind of, my point is, is that MMOs in general are known for not having the greatest story. There's a couple exceptions, but right. they were saying that new world was almost a mockery of that concept because not only was there almost no story, but it, it just, the whole thing feels empty. It just feels like they, yeah. they didn't even try. So I don't know. I look at that and I say, okay, Amazon, you failed or, <laughs> and, or, um, you're still learning kind of like we're learning video right now. We're still trying to figure this out. You know, we haven't yeah. succeeded at video because we're still trying to figure out what we're doing, but you know, we're not a multi-billion dollar company like Amazon. You know, we're a couple dudes that are like, let's try video out and we'll work our way into this. You know, we're not famous yet. So if I they was don't some, have an excuse, no, if I was some like multi-million dollar, you know, podcast going, hey, let's just try video out and we'll just suck at it. You know, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. So no, it's, it's, they, I, I agree with you. Amazon dropped the ball on new world, to be honest. And I'm still enjoying it. We're still enjoying it. We're yep. going to keep playing it for a while, but but it could have been so much better. I agree. It just could have. The the last thing I'll say about it is that they they have a chance to still add some stuff to it. You know, they can come out with some new content, new patches and things like that. And we'll see. But it just goes to show, I think, that, you know, people overlook a lot of indie things, indie games, indie movies, that kind of thing too. And, you know, indie music these days, because what is marketed to us is what we are known. That's what we know. So sure. if it's not being marketed to us, we don't know about some of these hidden gems that are out there. And you know, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's Amazon. It's gotta be good. Well, it wasn't. So, right. I mean, it's not bad again. It's still enjoyable. We're still playing it, but the, again, the one saving grace, it was less expensive than a normal new game and there's no monthly cost. Right. If it were full price or monthly, I think I would be very upset about this and I would want my money yeah. back. But thankfully, you know, it was a low enough price that it's like, yeah, oh, we're still getting our enjoyment. So anyway, Yep. There you go. There's our review of New World for those of you know for those of you who game. We love gaming. Or, or anyone who's curious, yeah. When you go and watch the YouTube channel, some of you are probably like, 
where's the YouTube channel? (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, you're like, I don't know where to go. YouTube.com slash the real Brian. That's the direct link. You can go. You can also just look for the real Brian show on YouTube. Eventually you'll find it. You know, the search engines hasn't gotten enough of us yet that we're going to pop up immediately. So you're going to have to look a little bit, just go to YouTube.com slash the real Brian. You can go to the show notes to our website, realbrianshow.com. All of that information is in there. Links to everything. If you are coming on there, please subscribe, especially if you've been listening to the show this whole time, you know, go and at least subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, you can check in on stuff. We are planning on doing some fun stuff, you know, maybe even exclusive to YouTube at some point, but we're just getting started. So we just want to get this up and have some fun, but please at least subscribe to the channel, like the video. And of course, if you're new, welcome. I mean, seriously, I hope you've made it this far. This is a show that is multi-passionate, just like the Wraith said at the very beginning. We do jump all over the place. It's a it's a morning show style. It is intended to be variety on purpose. Yes, we might tend towards the nerdier things, you know, more often than not, but this is oh, what yeah. we do. This is who we are. So give us a chance, you know, listen a little, watch a few more, subscribe, like the videos, comment too. Love to hear your comments. I love, by the way, you'll notice I've been responding to everybody so far. So, you know, if you actually want to talk, so let's far. do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no trolls though. Okay. We all keep it respectful here. We have fun here. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. What if they had made jack-o'-lanterns out of oranges instead of pumpkins? They would definitely be easier to throw. And if you get hit by one, you'd smell great. Would we eat orange pie for Thanksgiving? Well, you know what the music means. I think I do. I'm still figuring it out. I know. And the one thing about that that I don't understand is that uh, actually I really have no idea what I'm talking about. But hey, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Realbrianshow.com. All the information is there. Realbrianshow.com slash 301 with all the show notes and everything. And of course, YouTube.com slash The Real Brian. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us. Have a glorious week. And The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.